0: Production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboy? yeah! Cowboys? This, this, is this is Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. Storylines with Nick Eatman.
1: He's ghost, goes Tom Tommy. What's up? This is another edition of Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here, joined right off the jump here by Will McClay. We tried to get Will on. He's like, hey, let's do it right now. So usually have a guest in the second segment, and we are still expecting to have cornerback Deron Bland. But, man, we'll start it off here. The guy that that pretty much drafted him, a smart draft in the fifth round, getting Deron Bland. But here's Will McClay the vice president of player personnel and runs that war room in there or or one of them. Sorry. I don't want to get you in trouble. (laughs) Get you in trouble. You guys are collaborative. Yes. Um, first of all, how's camp going so far? I mean, are are guys seeing, you know, showing you stuff that you want to see?
0: It's, it's very good. It's competitive. You're getting to see some things about them and now we're getting them ready to play games. And that's where it matters to find out about the small guys. Yeah. You know, the
1: the young guys. Soft spoken. Will McClay got to get the (laughs) mic up to you. Um, soft spoken on the mic i've seen you when you're not uh, sometimes but um it doesn't feel like the defense is kicking the offense's ass or the offense kicks the defense it it feels like there's periods where one gets the better but that's got to be healthy right
0: yeah that's what makes us uh it's going to make us a great team and an opportunity it's the battle between the offense and defense and the competition and you know iron sharpens iron and then let's get ready to play the preseason games and figure this out and figure out our 53, but these guys are competing well.
1: It, it, always look at the rookies. We look at the rookies that you guys draft and also the ones you bring in after the draft because you guys have a great track record of doing that. Can you give me some guys that, that are standing out more than others that you're just like, wow, we maybe didn't expect that? I don't want to get into names because there's also
0: um, part of the scouting deals. I look at everybody's website to see who they're talking about. Oh. So, uh, don't really want to bring up names, but what we are doing is, uh, you know, for, for a team to survive, young guys have to make it because of the salary cap and everything else. So it's about seeing the young guys, how they'll compete, how they mix in with the vets, and then how they compete. Um, that That's a big part of this whole deal, and how do you build a team with those young guys that can add something to you?
1: And so I can't ask you about, like, some – Seventh round receiver pick. Anything that's doing well. There's a
0: lot of kids doing a lot of good things, but <laughs> the games, the games will okay. tell the story.
1: Okay, all right, all right. So I won't, I won't talk about that. Let's talk about the last year's um, okay. draft David, because those guys aren't going anywhere. We are expecting, like I said, to get Daron Bland. And what did you see out of him? Fifth round, and he what a great rookie season he had. But but what were the traits that you saw there to take him?
0: You know, Dan's come in here on the defense, and they. They go through and they tell us the type of players that they're looking for and they say, okay, what can a guy do? And then we try and use those strengths. So what you're looking at, Duran, when he was coming out, he was a guy who had athleticism, who had size, length, and had a competitive spirit. Um, and that's a big part about it. And with him, when the ball's in the air, he's competing for it. And so you got an opportunity to see that. When he got a chance to play, he was ready for it. It wasn't too big for him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, he's certainly he's a guy that's played inside, outside. And seems like today's with the wide receivers, the great receivers are the ones that are lining up inside, outside. So you need cornerbacks that can match. that can right?
0: do the same thing, that can match. Because, you know, offenses are going to try and get their best player, move them around, see what you do defensively. The more pieces that you have that can match with that, the better your defense is, and that's what we strive to do. And, you know, Dan and the defense putting them in the right position, he was in – he came at the right time for us because we lost, at that point in time, a, a very big piece of our team in Jordan Lewis. And you're looking for somebody to step up, and this kid rookie just steps up. And yeah. you know, it was like he'd been here for a long time.
1: So when you played at Rice, were you an inside, outside guy? Was out,
0: it was back in the Southwest Conference days, and people give me a hard time. I mean, there's a picture of me with a neck brace on. You can't play corner with a – you had a roll collar on, yeah. Oh, but it was wow. Southwest Conference. I had to tackle like.
1: Well, yeah, I like I told you the other day. I saw a YouTube video of, of Rice versus Arkansas. They're running the wishbone, yeah. So it's hard for you to make a lot of yeah, plays. Yeah, my coverage
0: skills were undervalued during the
1: time <laughs> where I played. You know. <laughs> well, I guarantee you got tested in the arena league because that's oh, what yeah. they did. They oh, threw yeah. the ball, threw it around. I know you played several years uh, over there as well. All right. Um, well, let's let's also talk about. I know you don't want to talk specifically about you some of your guys here, but, but Deuce Vaughn is a guy that's caught a lot of attention. Of course, you've known him since he was, you know, in high school, right? Yep. And, and even before that, seventh grade, I think is what mm-hmm. you said. What with Pollard being out a couple of days, personal reasons. Ronald Jones being out with a groin injury, he's getting some carries as a running back, not just a niche player. He's he's getting the ball right up the middle.
0: Well, we drafted him because he's a running back, you know. And there's some things he can do. The only well, thing he's missing is height, you know, the heart, the. Um, speed, all those things he has. and um, He's got great, great instincts. So that's what happens at training camp. Uh, you know, We talk about availability. So if something happens to a guy who's going to step up and take advantage of the reps that they get. And he's doing a good job with that, taking those reps. And that's why we draft him, the kid can play running
1: back. Well, you obviously don't. You, you talk with, uh, with the Joneses, I'm probably sure, every, multiple times a day. You don't really get into the money stuff. So the Zach Martin situations are out of your control. But... It does open doors for other – it gets you a good opportunity to see what these backup guards are doing.
0: It gives us an opportunity to evaluate. That's, you know, going back to what I always say, it's Darwinism. So something happens, we need somebody to step in and, yeah. and, and, and uh, you know, fill that void. So we're getting an opportunity to see guys and to see, you know, how they mix and match with the players that we have. You know, the the, the starters, Zach's not here, but other guys are getting the opportunity. And, you know, we got to show sure. who – if things don't work out, who's going
1: to be in there. Six eight guard right now is what we see, and, and uh and that that doesn't sound good, and that doesn't sound right in the NBA. It doesn't even sound right in the NFL. But Josh Ball's trying to do that. Obviously, leverage is a big deal. But is he you, you like what you're seeing so far? The big guy that tall? Yeah,
0: football is a game of leverage and angles, and you've got to be able to play with leverage on the line, and so you got to be able to bend, which is your angles. He can do all that stuff. He's a big, powerful, athletic guy, and so we're putting him in a position to see if he can handle it.
1: Well, I, I, we, I could probably ask you 100 questions here, you know, all day long. Of course, you don't have time for that. So I, I appreciated the, the time. I know this was last second, so we're really, really excited to have you here. And, and hopefully, again, uh, sometime down during the season, we can get and get your opinion.
0: Always down to talk
1: to you. Uh, brother. Uh, all right, that's Will McClay, the vice president of player personnel. We'll be right back with Cowboys quarterback, Deron Bland.
2: I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys
3: Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
4: Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. Want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the Star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today.
3: We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and pepsi this perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce every sesame seed on the bun and every sip of that crisp refreshing ice cold cola a journey to Foodopia. burgers better with pepsi that's what i like
1: ah. back. back to cowboy storylines Welcome back to Cowboys Storylines. I'm Nick Eatman, and as we just mentioned, we've got Cowboys second-year quarterback Deron Bland with us. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. How's it going? Camp going so far here? We we actually had some rain this morning. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. right?
5: <laughs> we didn't expect that today. No,
1: no. I, I think I mean we've been coming out here since what twenty-two years. You know, give or take, yeah, probably about 17, 18 times. I only counted like two or three times it's ever rained, so this is this is rare. So something <laughs> weird is probably going to happen today.
5: Uh, ho- hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not.
1: All right. So what? How, how about on the field? How about how, how's it gone so far with you battling? You Got some good receivers out there on yeah. the other side. Uh, Definitely. Or iron sharpens iron is what they say. Yeah. So how's it going on from your side?
5: Um, it's been good. Uh, going this year feels a lot more comfortable than last year. Uh, I know where I'm at now, so. Yeah. Good.
1: Say that. Uh, answer that for me a little bit. You know where you're at. You know where you're at mentally, physically. You know the defense. You understand. Uh yeah. Just being where I'm at, where my feet are. So
5: like, uh, we were like where the defense is, what we're doing. Um, I'm not, I'm not second guessing myself now. I know what I'm doing now.
1: Got it. What is a year two jump? We always talk about year two jump. What does that mean for you? Was what was the biggest part? Is it weight room? How you feel? Is it just Knowing what to expect coming into to Oxnard,
5: um, for me it was my mind. You know, um, I felt like sometimes, I, like last year, I was playing more so on instincts than anything. So, I feel like I'm just trying to get my mind speed better up to par. So that's knowing the defense, knowing how offenses are attacking us in the situations.
1: Your your confidence has got to be a lot different than it was last year. Yeah. You come in now and you led the team in picks mm-hmm. last year, and 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 you know really showed you could play inside, outside. Confidence for a corner has got to be the the biggest thing, right?
5: Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, the top tier thing. Like, uh, you got to always have confidence, you know, because um, you know some plays they're gonna get you, and some plays you're gonna get got. Yeah, I mean, get your uh, get yeah. your uh, get them back. So it's, you got to always have that top tier of confidence.
1: So and I've also to, I've been told you got to have great confidence for a corner. Mm-hmm. You also have to have a bad memory. So if yeah. you give up a play, you got to let it go. Now, how about the flip side? You have a great rookie season. Now you're mm-hmm. building off that. You got to have a bad memory too, and say that doesn't matter. Uh, only thing that matters is in front of me.
5: Yeah, yeah. That's one of our uh, one of our models is never get too high and never get too low. So always have that neutral mindset uh, where you at, um, so you can't get too high or you're gonna forget.
1: All right. Well, this is this is a fan show. This yeah. is one for for uh, you know. I can't. It's not just me up here yeah. all the time. I, I get some fans that send stuff in, and I was able to. Uh-huh. This is a last second thing to get you know yeah. Duran up here. So I sent out a tweet. Got some good questions already. Uh-huh. So I want to throw some at you from our fans. One of them from Mayo. He says, uh, "Who's been harder to cover in practice? Out of Tolbert, Brooks, and Turpin? Of course, you don't want to single out anyone. But but what's what's." Uh, Tell me a little bit quick about about all of them. What does is, what is Turpin give? You know that that's obviously it's quick little little guy speed, yeah. huh?
5: Um, well, I haven't got, got I haven't really got to go against Brooks a lot, so I can't really say too much on Brooks. Um, but he, I say he does have some uh, some speed to him. It's uh, real deceiving. So yeah, I got out to Brooks, and then um,
1: I know you're going up against Tolbert.
5: Yeah, I'm going against Tolbert and. Uh, Turpin up quite for you a uh, few times. So um, I'll say about Turpin, you know, his speed and he's quick too. So that's one thing that's uh, a lot of misunderstanding about him. He's quick yeah. and then, uh, fast too. So him and then Tobert, um, it's how he gets in and out of his breaks. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm, one of the hard parts about him, about him.
1: Have you seen a year two jump for him as well? You've seen oh, yeah. him a little much different than yeah. receiver than last year.
5: Yeah, you always talk. So you always talk about uh, how you're going to go into this year. So uh, he has the right mindset this year. So.
1: All right, all right. Brett Bender has a question for you. He said after a great rookie year, mm-hmm. setting the bar high for yourself with five picks, what are the goals do you have this year for your growth as a player?
5: Um, based off last year, um, hmm,
1: got individual goals.
5: Uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to at least get five or more. At least I okay. try to get it. Try to top it again. So, I um, will probably say also. I like get better at tackling yeah. one of the biggest things, too.
1: So, you, you've you played inside, you've played some outside. Mm-hmm. What What is it, how tough is it to kind of go back and forth? Or is it? Because receivers are lining up inside and out. Is it is it much different when you line up inside than out?
5: Um, at first, it was definitely uh, hard. You know, there's different views of being inside and outside. Some things on the inside come quicker than they are coming on the outside. So, at first it was hard, but once you get the hang of it, it's kind of
1: easy. All right. Here's a good one from Daniel Barnett. He said, "You know, after your success as a rookie year, are you now your, your second year guy? Are you sharing some of the success you had to help uh, maybe an Eric Scott, other rookie DBs oh, yeah. like that?"
5: Yeah, definitely all the time. Um, always been a guy that's always trying to share what I know, what my ideas are, or what I'm be thinking sometimes to other guys.
1: What, and let's, let's flip that to the older guys that come in. So mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore comes in. What has he brought to the cornerback room? Uh, just it seems like he's got a lot of experience, mm-hmm. a lot of, and, and he's willing to to help younger guys. What have you seen so far at uh, Gilmore?
5: Um, just just how to be professional in general. Um, so he teaches how to, uh, how he treats his body and everything, how he likes to practice, and what his mindset of practice too, like just being intentional every day in practice.
1: There's been a lot of talk here at camp. It's probably a lot of it unnecessary, but I'm going to bring it up too. Diggs. And and Dak, they like to chirp a little bit, you know, And but that's what cornerbacks do. The yeah. greatest one of all time talked all the time, of course, mm-hmm. Dion. and that's my opinion at least, as the best corner. Um, how healthy is that for you guys to, to, to battle with, with the receivers and the quarterbacks and, and raise the level of competition in practice?
5: It's great, you know. To um, show each other that we, uh, we're here to fight, you know. We both got each other's backs and, and when it comes to the game, but right now we're going against each other. we both dogs. So What's your, each other?
1: What's your level of trash talk from 0 to 10? I mean, I, I honestly I'm out there and I don't hear a lot out of you. Do you do you, do you bark a little no, bit? No, not really. No. What if a receiver beats you and says, "Yeah, all day?"
5: You're gonna get him on the next play.
1: Is that what? You, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own their own style. Mm. From what I hear, Diggs doesn't talk to receivers at all. It's only Dak that kind of gets him kind of riled up for yeah. some reason. So, um, but yeah, hey, w- what works for you for anybody, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, <clears throat> sorry, off the field here. What's it been like second year here? I mean, as far as roommate. The eating the the weather all that mm-hmm. I mean is it just is it a relaxed oh, atmosphere? Yeah. Last year you were a rookie, your head must be spinning. Yeah, nah,
5: definitely this year is more relaxed. You know, get um, to take in the scenery now. So yeah, it's, it's great.
1: <laughs> so, do you hope to play some here in the preseason? You want? I mean, does do, do those reps matter for you? Do you want? I mean, as a competitor, these guys say you always want to play, but are, mm-hmm. do you need three games, one game? Does it matter?
5: Uh, I don't know, um, but. I do value – I would value the reps um, during the preseason. they you will know, get ready for the uh, regular season and then, then on. So, I'd, yep. I'd, I'd, I'd like to get some reps.
1: All right. I can't probably say. Aurelio Nunez, Jr. <laughs> Shout-out to Bland. Way to represent Fresno. <laughs> so, you you're from – I mean, Fresno's not – here here, but yeah. but it is obviously California. Yeah. You got family and friends that, that kind of you've seen? I, I think you had some family here a few days ago, yeah, right? Yeah,
5: I had some family a few days ago and then, uh, the first weekend.
1: What's that like to see, you know, people that come here support you and, and fans too kind of Shouting out to you, and, 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 you know, you've earned some respect not only from family, but also fans and all that. That must be a great feeling.
5: Yeah, it's a blessing, you know, just to be in a place where that's not too far for my family to be able to come and see it, uh, what I'm doing and everything, so it's been good.
1: All right, so goals that he's got this year, five or more picks, maybe a house call? Maybe. Maybe, maybe.
5: Call.
1: You have a dance. Do you have a dance in place if you have
5: uh, one? I, I got to think of that. I've been thinking about that one.
1: Yeah. Is it what, what do you, is it like a night before thing or do you just like already? I don't know.
5: I feel like you think about it too hard and then it don't really come to you. But it probably comes to me. When, yeah, when I it mean, comes.
1: just the vibes I'm getting here is just a hand the ball to the ref type of thing. But <laughs> you, you're it. gonna show out more than that, right? We'll see. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. So we're gonna, we're working on a We're on the touchdown dance. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna get five or more picks, and obviously, it's a team thing more mm-hmm. than anything. You guys are you seem like you have a great cornerback room there. Mm-hmm. Young guys, older guys, in between, all that. Looking forward to that. And that pass rush in front of you, that that kind of helps great, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they just come in come in waves, though. Mm-hmm. Helps getting picks. All right, awesome. Well, Deron, we really appreciate you stopping mm-hmm. by. That's the Ron Bland, second year cornerback. Expect some big things out of him this year. We'll be right back here for the final segment to take your questions on Cowboy Storyline.
3: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
2: I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com. Trusted by millions. Trusted by America's team.
4: to Cowboys
1: Storylines. Final segment, Cowboys Storyline. We've got two guests to start this thing off, man. Will McClay and then Deron Bland. I'd like to thank both of them for coming by talking about everything, training camp, competition, battling with receivers, trash talk, all that good stuff. I told Will afterwards, I mean... Both of them are really good at, at talking and being really nice with the with the answers and not saying a whole lot. That's that's an art. It's an art. Romo was really good at that as well. No, but but for Will McClay's situation, I mean, what, you know, he was he was his thing is is that he don't want to talk about any receiver, any running, back, any good player because all that does is it, it exposes him, I guess, to to other teams, but. I can say right now, I don't think Jalen Brooks is going anywhere. I don't think you're sneaking him by anything. But we'll see. We'll see what happens when the game's going on. All right. This is the last segment that we, we get uh, fans' questions. We got a few of them here. So we're going to kind of roll through them. We've got them on the text line that have come in. We've got some from Twitter uh, as well. So I'll start with this one. You know, you're starting to see them, some of the same names, some of these guys that are, like, committed to the show I like a little bit more, but I like I like what I'm seeing, you know, with the, with the guy like a Brett Bender. Every time he actually asked one earlier to Duran, but he asked this one too. Though we used a high pick on Kelvin Joseph, could he be a surprise cut this year? I know he's been used on special teams. We have a bunch of young guys. I'm not sure how much longer we hold on to Joseph, third year guy. Obviously, he's had his his issues off the field. He hasn't had one in you know this year, but I mean. It's always a a matter of of just what does he provide? What does he provide for you? And he's a second-round pick, so, yeah, that's that's good. But you'd like to think your second-round pick would do more than just special teams. He wasn't drafted to play special teams. He was drafted to be a really, really good corner. And, you know, he he has his moments there. He is a very athletic player. He's strong. Um, So... It, 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 like any player, it comes down to is he the best option that you have? I think draft status at this point's out of the win. You know, it's out the window at this time. I really do. I think that it's if he's not better than Nashawn Wright, and Eric Scott, and those guys, then I think the Cowboys probably could move on from from him um, if if that's what they what they want to do. Um, I'm sure Bones Fossil would, would love to have him on special teams, but I, I think at this point it's got to be a little bit more than that. All right, Daniel Vega from Austin, Texas. It does, doesn't does seem like we've heard a lot about Jabril Cox this year. He's not a guy that could be on the outside looking in, right? Right. I don't think he is on the outside looking in. I think he's a part of the plans. Um, again, Another draft pick that that they had some high hopes for. He's had some injury uh, issues, but he actually has looked pretty good. I know if you listen to Nate Newton, who watches uh, a lot of um, you know the, the trenches and the inside stuff, he really likes what he sees about Jabril Cox going in there, filling the gap, making plays, uh, and run support. Uh, which for a smaller size linebacker, uh, that that's one of those those uh, areas that. You know, can, can be dicey at times. Are you going to go up and fill? And he's done that pretty good so far from what we've seen in practice. Another good special teams guy. Linebackers, there's not a ton of depth there. I, I just don't see a scenario where Jabril Cox doesn't make this team. So, uh, good question. You know, sometimes not being heard is a good thing. It's not always a good thing to be, like, getting talked about all the time. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's good. All right. Go to the text line here. George uh, in D.C., he says, do you feel the starters should play at least a couple of series during preseason games? No, I don't. I don't feel that way. Um, I just don't think they have to play hardly at all. I mean, I, again, I, I totally changed my tune there. I just don't think that they need to. I think in in- injuries uh, injuries are just way um, – just the pros and cons that just it's too much for, for an injury now if you really want to see some guys play a certain position that's fine but that's not typically the case from your starters. So your starters that, that you know are making the team and, and, and you know are gonna start, I'm not playing them. If there's a guy that could start and maybe he's got he's got to win the job like a say a Jake Ferguson or something, then then I'm for that. Because that's a good way to separate the, the two, but then there's a domino effect. Though it's like, well, you can't say I want to play this starting running back, but I don't want to play the offensive line, because then you're not getting a good, getting you know a, a really good um, stance on on anything if if you're not you're not seeing the running backs. Behind the first team line and all that, so they kind of it kind of go hand in hand. Another question. Though, speaking of running backs, another question. I'll stick with George from DC. Doubles up. He says, "What do you guys think of the chances of Zach Martin retiring this year?" Um, where he says retiring uh, in general. Yeah, I think there's a hundred percent chance he's going to retire at some point in in his career. This year, I don't think that. If you were going to do that, I mean. I don't know. Do you get your money back? I mean, because you're holding out now. You're not moved over to the list. But, I mean, if you were going to do that, maybe you just retire. You know, you're not getting an $800,000 fine and counting. Um, I don't think that's happened. That's not, that's not what the stance is. The stance is to make more money when you make more money because you're playing. I think he's thinking about it. But not 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 right now. Not this year. All right, let's keep going. MJ Stewart. Any chance Will Greer beats out Cooper Rush for the number two job? What has to happen for that? Yeah, it could happen. Will Greer plays a lot better than Cooper Rush in the preseason games. They're they're both going to play. I mean, Dak's not going to play. There's only three quarterbacks, so those two guys are going to play a lot. One guy's going to have to play considerably better than the other. If it's even, Cooper Rush. St- Keeps it if it's close. Cooper Rush keeps it. Will Greer's is going to have to be head and shoulders better than Cooper Rush to probably be the number two quarterback. Um, and to do that, you're going to have to play, you know, with with the with those guys, with those starters or at least core players. So the Cowboys are going to have to decide if that's what what they want to do. All right. Looking for some more uh, questions here on the text line. Uh, this one's just from a two-five-four number, Philip Jackson. He said, "With the new faster Texas Coast offense, what are the chances we see more two-back sets? I think that would create a lot of problems for defenses." Um, yeah, I mean, especially if Deuce is involved there. Deuce being one of the backs, I mean, that's going to be just a kind of a weird dynamic for for defenses in in general. They're going to have to figure out how how to stop him. So, uh, yeah, I I definitely think that you could see some two two backs uh, there. Um, Don't know if it's going to be. I couldn't see like a Malik and and, and Pollard, but it's got to be another back that does some dynamic things. All right, Cowboy Lifer 12. Do you remember when Turpin had the two – returns last year and they pulled him for the rest of the preseason. Do you think this he will get the same treatment now? Well if he takes two back to the house in the first game, then yeah, probably. Um I don't know. I I, I think for him he needs to play wide receiver. That's what we need to see him in the preseason. Return, kick returns, maybe not. Um because Deuce Vaughn I think could do it and we'd like to see him as well. Um but I, I want to see Cavante Turpin as a wide receiver. That's the one thing that I think w- w- he should really uh, be used for in the preseason. All right, Julian Ramirez, San Angelo, Texas. This seems to be a really quiet camp for Demarcus Lawrence. Is he hurt? What should we expect from the tank? Not hurt. Um, yeah, it has been kind of quiet for him. Again, that's not a bad thing all the time. You know, I mean, I think he's he's played. Uh, he's been he's been good you know but he's an older guy too you know he I'm, I'm not saying he gets veteran days but I think you know wearing him out and making him make all these plays out here that's not necessarily something that that is needed right now so no I, I don't I don't think that you you have to have that um, him make a, a lot of plays um, here we, sorry I'm trying to find this one question um it's got to do you know i don't have another another hands up here so i'm trying to find this so really good question here i want to answer going back to demarcus lawrence i think he's fine this he's going to be rushing from the outside rushing from the inside remember he's coming off a pro bowl season demarcus lawrence is, is fine they're just making sure that they they uh, take care of him uh but can't say there's been any issues with him i expect another big season out of him all right this is one i was looking for here uh, Maurice McCray, Danny's brother, maybe? No, maybe not. From Tacoma, Washington. longtime listener, lifetime Cowboys fan. All right, scenario here. It's fourth and two. The opponent has no timeouts. Two minutes left on the clock. Who are you giving the ball to to seal the deal? No timeouts. It means you get a first down, the game is over. Um, I'm not dodging the question. But I would like to know what happened in the first fifty-eight minutes of the game. I mean, freeco Dattle has one hundred and thirty-seven yards. I mean, like, I think he's probably getting the ball. I mean, but I get. Let's let's play along. Let's play along with the spirit of the question. Um, that's a tough question because it's fourth and two. Like, you gotta you gotta get it, and it and it's. You want to pass it. But you have to keep the clock started, a hundred percent. Keep the keep the clock rolling. I'm sorry. So I think it's a bubble screen. I think it's a bubble screen to to C D your cooks. That's what I think. A little fake, little 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 quick pass there. You got blockers in front. Make sure you catch the football, and then that you you got the guy in space. That's what I do on fourth and two. Now fourth and one. Let's change it to fourth and one. I know what you're really asking. Who's running the football for fourth and one? Because it's fourth and two, I don't know. If, I don't know if I like Zeke doing that. Honestly, it's a lot when they know you're running the football. So if it's fourth and two, I'm probably throwing a bubble screen, something that I can keep the keep the clock rolling, safe pass, but also in 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 the space. I'm also fourth and one. I probably I'm going with Dak. I'm going with Dak until the NFL changes the rules on pushing from behind. I go with Dak and I let somebody somebody shove him in the back and try to get that. I think he's your biggest back right now. That could probably get the one yard. So that's what I would do. I hope that answered the question right. All right. Marcus Hunter from Shreveport, Louisiana. Shout out. My birthplace. Uh, First year of my life there. It was a good year. All right. Marcus Hunter, any undrafted free agents standing out this year, why do you think the Cowboys have had success here? And then he doubles up and says, who are the top five in Cowboys history? All right. Let's start with... Who's standing out this year? Um TJ Bass, I think, has a chance to do some things at guard. Looks pretty good. Uh Jalen Marino Cropper had a good start to training camp. He's kind of leveled off a little bit, but he's made some some nice plays. Uh Miles Brooks, cornerback. Seems to kind of always do something positive there. So I like I like what I'm seeing uh out of him. Um I haven't seen a ton out of Hunter Lipke just yet, but the guy that's probably doing the most is is a tight end slash receiver, John Stevens. That guy has 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 got something to him, and he's about six six, number forty nine. They've listed him as receiver. He's working with the tight ends, but that dynamic alone just tells you that what he can do. And I talked to the tight end coach Lunda Wells the other day and he says that he is blocking way better than maybe anticipated for a guy with, that is 66. Six. He's kind of lean and, and he actually mixes it up pretty good. So that is a very good combination of a guy that can catch from the outside, not afraid to mix it up inside. Why the Cowboys had success there? Well, I mean, it's recruiting. And that's a part of it, you know. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, the Cowboys are a franchise that still people, I think, would want to go to. And so, when you get down to it, you you are recruiting. Um, and, and because you've had success, then they know, that agents know, that the Cowboys have value in that. So, just because you're coming as an undrafted free agent doesn't mean you're not going to have a chance. I mean, there's guys that have done it. So, I think that they've, they've developed players in the past, and that, that kind of helps the pipeline. And... You know, I, I just also thinks you know it's 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 a play. and No knock at other teams. I mean, if 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 there's another team that has an opening that a running back could maybe make the team or maybe even potential start, like you got to look at that. But I think there's a lot of teams that are kind of the same, and and the Cowboys still kind of have that. You know, they have that star, they have that uh, mystique. So that's part of it. And then, but more than anything, it's the success. Uh, who are the top five of all time? I mean it you know, you got your I mean Drew Pearson and uh Cliff Harris and Tony Romo and I probably should have written these down. I mean I, I know I'm I'm missing some. I mean I, I think of Cole Beasley and I think of uh Miles Austin and, and Dan Bailey, who was a who was a good one. Um recent guys, uh I mean, Ron Leary, Lance Dunbar, you know, I'm just thinking of some like that. I mean, uh, this team has some some as well. Like currently, I'm, I'm not thinking of it as much. But I mean, you asked for five. I mean, those, those are the guys there. I mean, you got you got your, your Ring of Honor and some Hall of Famers there in uh, and Drew Pearson and, and, and Cliff Harris. And, you know, I mean, Romo's probably one of the, the very best of all time just because, you know, you're the face of the franchise. You're a guy from Eastern Illinois. And you, you come in, and, and you know, with Bill Parcells, and you sit for two years or so, and then you become, you know, the face of the franchise. And as I've said before, you know, he's the diaper, you know, that's where that's the nickname I gave Tony Romo. And I've never, I, you can give it to other people, I've never given it to anyone else, but Tony Romo was the diaper for this team. And I can say that because I have kids, I've had enough to know that if you take the diaper away, it stinks. It doesn't look good. There's a lot of crap in there that gets covered up by the diaper. The diaper can do that, and that's what happens. We saw it. when Romo wasn't there, the team was really, really bad, and it was the same season that they were really good. So, I think Romo is probably one of the, the probably the greatest undrafted free agent of all time because he was the face of the franchise. And when people like to compare him to Danny White, no disrespect to Danny White, but Danny White took over a team in 1980 and the team went downhill. Even though they went to the NFC Championship game, they never went to the Super Bowl. Stallback had that team, and they kind of were on the decline. Romo took over a team; the team was better, and the team was better. And then when Dak came in, same thing. Dak was ready to go, and and you got to give Dak credit too. But uh, undrafted free agent, if that was the question, the best of all time, uh, I say Romo um, with with Pearson, obviously Pearson, and and Cliff Harris right there as a close second. All right, well that's that'll do it for, for today's show. We've had a lot of, a lot of. Contributors here. We started off with Will McClay, then we had Deron Bland, and we had a lot of great questions from you guys. Uh, this will be um, this will be our last show of the week, um, but we will come back next week, and we hope to get that quarterback. That's the one we're really looking for. But also, we got some other guests uh, lined up for next week as well. So we're really excited about that. All right. So for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you next time on Cowboy Storyline.